Cosmetic surgery, it's one of the fastest growing and most innovative fields in medicine today. Doctors are constantly improving techniques and procedures to ensure the best possible results for their patients. On Cosmetic Surgery Today with Dr. Barry Allen Leica, you don't have to navigate this on your own. He'll guide you through what's new and what to look for, help set your expectations, and deliver everything you need to know in an easy-to-understand format, including how to market your business. Here's Dr. Leica. Hello, everybody. Dr. Leica here, and I'd like you to meet my old friend, Dr. Michael Gold, who is founder and medical director of the Gold Skin Care Center, Advanced Aesthetics Medical Spa, the Laser and Rejuvenation Center, and the Tennessee Clinical Research Center in Nashville, Tennessee. He is board-certified dermatologist and a dermatological surgeon and oversees the various facets of the center's operations a combination of medical and surgical dermatology, cosmetic dermatology, aesthetic services, and research endeavors, which began in 1990. Dr. Gold has earned worldwide recognition for, his, for providing patients with leading edge technology advances in skincare, fillers, and lasers. And we'll be talking about lasers and, and uh, fillers and injectables today. Dr. Gold has authored over 300 published scientific articles, 35 textbook chapters. He serves on most medical dermatology journal boards and is currently editor-in-chief of the prominent Journal of Cosmetic Dermatology and the editor-in-chief of, of Dermatological Reviews. In addition, Dr. Gold helped establish the Tennessee Society for Laser Medicine and Surgery, TSLMS, which with its initial meeting known as SCALE, its annual meeting known as SCALE, or Symposium for Cosmetic Advances in Laser Education, co-hosted by Dr. Gold. Dr. Gold has helped launch two international groups, DASL, the Dermatological Aesthetic Surgery International League, and 5CC, Five Continent Progress, where he is currently president of the Congress. Welcome, Michael, to Cosmetic Surgery Today. Thanks, Alan. It's a pleasure to be here. That just means I'm old. You mentioned so many things, so it, it just means we've done a lot, but it's, it's, yeah, it's nice. It is nice. It is nice. Tell me, we're going to talk a little bit about lasers. What's a laser, Michael? What is a laser? So a laser is a beam of light at a specific wavelength that targets a specific substance that's in the skin, whether it's hemoglobin or something vascular, um, melanin or pigment, um, or the water content that's in the, the top layers of skin. And so it's a, we call it a collimated beam of light um, different from what you might know as, you know, as a light bulb, which is an incoherent device, uh, uh, source of light, but we actually use the incoherent light sources in something called intense pulse light. So yeah, um, lasers and light sources have uh, obviously been a passion of mine for a few years. Absolutely. I know it's a far cry from when we started, when you had a CO2 laser that could burn off a ward at 20 paces, or a, 
a, a, an argon laser that was a, a very primitive vascular laser in its first steps, but very primitive machines. And now we've come full circle to machines that can do do that. The word laser stands for light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. But to our patients, it means lots of applications for sexy, exciting resources. Isn't that right, Michael? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the concept of what you were talking about with the carbon dioxide laser, which was my first laser, um, you know, was it again targets the water and it and it and it basically just you know it can destroy anything, but you can also target that with different hand pieces now that we have um, to create what we call fractional delivery, which makes little holes and then uses normal skin to heal things faster. Um, but we had the same thing you did. I mean, you know, this make everything disappear, if you will, vaporize the tissue. So yeah, the sexy term of a laser, um, you know, we really dived into how do we actually take a skin condition and develop a device or a kind of device that can actually deal with that specific indication. And it doesn't have, you know, we, we, we can actually use them not only cosmetically, but there are medical implications too. And so again, from the dermatologist in me, I love, you know, being able to take my acne patients who are frustrated and go, well, I have a device for that. I have five devices for that. I love being able to take my psoriasis patients or vitiligo patients and saying, you know, I have something that actually works. That's a, that's a laser for that as well. So, yeah, I love making people look good, but I also like medically making them feel better. I think that's the important thing. Lasers are tools that we use. They're not magic, are they, Michael? No, they're just tools. And, and again, I, I I sort of tell people they're they're the for people like you and me, there there are there are our toys, um, and and we we must keep a, in, we must understand there is tissue interaction um, and when it goes great we have these phenomenal results and when you don't understand the laser tissue interactions you don't understand the physics of the laser you don't understand what it can do to different parts of your body even like the, the user the eyes and and the, you know the patient's not having proper cooling on the skin um, there are lots that can go wrong with lasers so lasers are not just you know turn on point and shoot devices, there's a whole learning curve that has to go into. And the more devices that we have, the more that gets spread into all facets of our communities. And, you know, I, I sort of get to see the best results and I get to see the disaster results as, uh, as you know, as you do when people don't use them correctly or, or don't have the knowledge of understanding what can go wrong. And, and it doesn't have to mean that, it, you know, the, the reality for my world is I see great doctors that have lasers in their office, but have the wrong people using those lasers. And then the doctor really doesn't understand them either because they're not trained. And so then those patients end up with me and I have to try to fix the problems um, as you have had to do over the years as well. So we, we've become, you know, we've become sort of numb to the concept of a laser can make everything great. Uh, but I always like to tell people lasers are, as you said, are tools and you can use, you have to use the tools just like you would a scalpel. You know, you don't want to go to somebody to open up your chest that's never opened up a chest. Um, you want that person to be totally skilled. So when he opens it, he knows how to close it. 
appropriately. So with the same thing, when we're doing a laser, we want to make sure that <clears throat> we've done it to the best of our abilities because we know everything that can happen good and we know everything that can happen bad. Yeah, and it's unfortunately we do see the bad. And I think the bad happens more than often than not because people that are unqualified or untrained are using these advanced tools and they're using them in ways they shouldn't be doing them. Right. I gave a lecture many years ago, many, many, many years ago, of a small study that I had done in a, in a, with a new laser. Um, and I, I got up and I showed the result. I showed this, this was the study, this was the results, and we had no adverse events. And, you know, I mean, it was like, I want to say it was like 40 or 50 patients that we had studied. And we didn't have one adverse event in that with that new device. And so I actually presented that. And one of my best friends to this day stood up, went up to the microphone and, and, and during the question and answer. And he said, he said, if you haven't seen an adverse event, you haven't done enough cases yet. <laughs> And he's right, and he was right because again, we all see adverse events with these devices, and no matter what device, there is going to be an adverse event, and you have to know how to take care of that. You know, you know, you have to know how to take care of that. I think, again, one of the benefits that we have as a dermatology family is that we understand the skin, and we understand how the skin heals, and we understand wound healing and improper wound healing, and know how to fix that. So we can treat scars and we can try to prevent scars. And so we have a little bit of a, uh, an edge, if you will, when, we, when it comes to the cosmetic world, because we, we know how to deal with these things. That's right. Now, you mentioned right at the beginning that there are two competing forces out there, IPLs and lasers, and both of them get good results in qualified hands. Do they not, Michael? So yeah, so again, it, it, my history in the laser world, as I said, I, my first device was a CO2 laser. And then I think I had something that I'm trying to remember that I had something called the Krypton laser, if you remember that, which was a, oh, vascular, yes, for sure. it was a vascular laser, you know, that basically is, you know, it, it was so big and it was so more, you know, cumbersome, but that was my second. And then I got introduced to the world of intense pulse light. Um, and, you know, the original intense pulse lights had no cooling associated with them. And we realized pretty quickly that if we didn't cool the skin, we burned the skin. And so they got, they got a bad rap pretty quickly. Um, but I sort of, with a group of others, maintained that when it was done correctly with the right cooling and the right parameters that we applied to the skin, we could show that intense pulse light could do things sometimes lasers could not do. Um, so we had, you know, and that, that created this whole world of photo rejuvenation and, and photofacials and all that kind of stuff where we could treat red, brown and collagen all together. And no other device still to this day does that all in it with, one, with one treatment head, one, one device. And, and so we had to go through a period, it was a, it was a, it was a fun period of telling our laser peers that IPLs really worked. And we published and we presented our data and we published and we presented. And again, we took a lot of grief at the beginning because people thought we were, you know, a, a, you know, we weren't, we weren't laser docs at the time. But if you look now at, 
you know, what we did 25 years ago with the IPLs, there's every company that is in the laser business almost makes an IPL and they compete with, uh, with their IPLs as much as they complete with complete compete with their lasers. So, you know, it's kind of, um, it's almost kind of fun for me to sit back at some of my meetings that I used to go to, but even on the Zoom calls that I go to, and I see my friends that, you know, they're all friends. And so I see them give talks on their, you know, we have the latest IPL and, you know, IPLs are great. And when they list what these devices can treat, they always put intense pulse light or broadband light or whatever you want to call it, advanced fluorescence technology. They're all the same. Um, but you know they they're they're all on the bandwagon now that intense pulse light really works. So um, I think it's the most versatile device still on the market because again you have filters and I can put filters in these things that treat acne, vascular pigment, um, you know, uh, up to any kind of hair. I can treat you know um, uh, you know lots of different things with it, and I rejuvenate the skin. So. These are very versatile machines in the right hands. And I think you What said, should the consumer look for in a doctor that they're going to? What should they look for if they have a particular skin problem? Let's say they had a very red, intense face from rosacea. Who yeah, should they look for and what should they look for? So, so I think that, you know, I think, you know we, we all are in a, a time where we have med spas, we have um, that are not run by if you will, the core physicians, the core physicians in the United States and Canada, you know, it's derms, plastics, facial plastics, and oculoplastics. Why? Because we know the most about these kind of conditions. Um, but, you know, if you have a medical skin condition like rosacea, like acne, like, you know, those kind of things, you should always go to a dermatology office or, or something or a spa that's run by a dermatologist. Um, you know, you can sometimes be seen by one of their providers, but the dermatologist should be part of the discussion um, because, you know, sometimes the, the lights and the lasers work by themselves, but sometimes you need to combine them with some of the medicines that we have um, because they work in concert together. And so I, I, you know, I find I have lots of patients, as I'm sure you have seen over the years, they come in with these, this bag, okay? They went to a spa, they were told that this, these 20 creams are gonna make their skin rosacea or their redness get better. And, you know, they, and they have to buy eight in the morning and seven at night and four during the day, and, and that they're gonna get treated with whatever device they have. And they come to me and they go, you know, I went there, I had my four IPL treatments or six IPL treatments, I, I spend a thousand dollars on skincare products and nothing works. Well, then I say to them, okay, well, if you really have rosacea, first, I want to make sure it's rosacea and not photo damage or sun damage. Um, you want to diagnose it. And then you want to put them on the right medicines. And sometimes that's taking a pill and topical. We have some wonderful topicals. And then combining it with the devices, and you know, they're sometimes amazed. And in less than a month, I get them. I get them almost clear. So you know, it's it's. So I think it's always when people are looking at device where to go to get your treatments, no matter what you're getting done, fat reduction, whatever. You know, who is the who is behind the operation? Is there a doctor that actually knows the skin? I mean, do you, do you necessarily want to go to some an office that a, there's a 
board certified psychiatrist running the show. I don't, um, unless I want to get analyzed, that's where I'll go. But if I want to get my skin treated, I want to go somewhere that has somebody like you and me behind them. Now, again, I don't do all the treatments anymore. I have an amazing staff who are all trained by me. Um, we, you know, we keep logs. If somebody says, well, how many treatment has Mary done? Well, Mary's done, you know, 5,000 intense pulse light treatments and all done under my supervision. And so there's a comfort level that I have and I hope the patient has that they know that they're in the right hands, but we guide them on what to do. And I think that, so it's, it's always buyer beware, consumer beware, um, ask the right questions, you know, um, you know, you, and again, I think as well, sometimes it's, you know, oh, I have a laser and it treats this, 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 and this. Well, I have a lot of different devices. And so I don't really, you know, I don't say that one device is going to treat 20 things. I have 20 devices to treat 20 things. So I think it's also important to look at, you know, am I going to make that laser fit? It's like the, you know, it's like the Cinderella story. I'm going to make the shoe fit because that's the shoe I have. Instead of I've got, I've got a foot and I'm going to take whatever it takes of my arsenal, my toys, and I'm going to make that work the best, if that makes sense. That makes complete sense, Michael. And I think that's the important message here. Let the buyer beware. Let the buyer know what they're getting into. Let them know everything. You and I have taken our lives and made people educated. And we don't offer just advice. We offer education as to what's going on. We try to educate them as to the pathophysiology of their skin, what's going on underneath the cover of that skin so that they can understand it and get better. That's why medications sometimes work. That's why sometimes lasers work. And it's very important and, to use the whole gamut. And sometimes I put them together. Um, but, you know, and, and, and they, some of my patients, especially when you're talking about rosacea, and they'll come to me and, and, I, and I'll say, well, I want to put you on an oral antibiotic. And they go, well, I went to the med spa and they said, we shouldn't use an oral antibiotic because it interacts with the wavelength of light that you know, you're going to do. And we know it doesn't but they're not taught that and they're not educated enough to, to actually understand why it's not. And so again, mix, you know, coming up with the right treatment plan is, is the key to getting people bad, better. And, 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 and again, as you said, it's educating them on, on the hows and whys and what we're gonna do to you know, achieve that goal. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, appreciate it very much. Thanks for joining us today on Cosmetic Surgery Today. It's a beautiful day to explore your options, and we know you'll want to grab your free copy of Dr. Laika's book, Shaping a New Image. All you have to do is drop an email to Tammy at Laika.ca. That's T-A-M-I at Laika, L-Y-C-K-A dot C-A. Tammy at Laika dot C-A. And we'll get you a digital copy of this fantastic book, chock full of information. See you next week on Cosmetic Surgery Today.